0: From the moment that humanity first managed to harness the power of fire, it's been viewed in a lot of different ways. Flames can be warm and welcoming while you sit around a campfire, but that same fire can grow out of control until it burns an entire forest to the ground. In the wrong hands, fire can be even more destructive. Some people like to use it to kill. My name is Brienne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to discuss serial arsonist Robert Long, a man who started the fire that killed 15 backpackers when he burned a hostel to the ground. Burning a hostel might not sound like a true crime that occurred out in nature, and you would be right technically. Still, nature and backpacking are tightly woven into every aspect of this story. Not only did Robert Long kill 15 backpackers, but this wasn't his only crime as far as we can tell. We've discussed the risks that come with backpacking time and time again, but this case kind of takes everything that we know and turns it on its head. The backpackers that were killed were not outside in nature when it happened. They were not sleeping tucked away in a tent. They were not traveling alone when the wrong person happened upon them in the woods. These backpackers were staying at a hostel, which you would think would lessen their chances of being killed by an angry local. Based on the other cases that we've discussed, it's clear that being a backpacker out in the woods can be dangerous. But based on this case, I think we just have to accept that backpacking can come with all kinds of unexpected dangers. The question is, why were these people in danger at all? Before we can zone in on this one crime, we have to consider Robert Long. What made the then 38-year-old want to start a fire that would destroy so many lives? More importantly, was it the first time that he did something like this? Well, this is one case where police would probably agree that hindsight is 2020. Before he burned down a hostel in 2000, Robert Long had a couple of other suspicious fires lingering in his history. The only problem was that he was never formally charged for any of them. Arson is kind of its own world in crime because it generally isn't considered to be all that common. What we do know is that arsonists generally come with a few other notable traits. In fact, Serial arsonists are a lot more likely to have been registered with a psychiatric service at some point in their lives. Generally, the people who set fires are known to turn a few heads with their actions and their personalities. Records show that up to 50% of people in medium-security mental health centers have a known history of fire setting, and they are also often known to be cruel to animals as well. Interestingly enough, arsonists are also at a higher risk of committing suicide. And they don't just set one fire, in most cases. I think that true serial arsonists are terrifying, but also incredibly interesting because of the draw that they all seem to share. I feel like most of us go through a phase as kids where we're really interested in fire, I always loved candles, and I would get so excited when I could light them myself. And I also liked to make small fires with friends because they gave me a chance to use a lighter, which was very thrilling back in middle school. But I also never did this alone. I never felt a draw to fire, I just loved that I had the potential to control one. And before you say it, Yes, I know that there is no controlling a fire if it changes its mind about that. But it is one of those dumb things that kids do and experiment with. And it generally gets old pretty fast. But for serial arsonists, fire hits differently. They use it like it's a tool. A way to take revenge or destroy something for the thrill of it, for the adrenaline. And that's probably why Robert Long set so many. His history with fires was documented and suspicious. In 1997, Christine Campbell was a victim of Robert Long. But it didn't quite come to light that this was the case. Christine was not a stranger. She was Long's ex, and apparently things didn't end all that well. Long actually spent several years in jail after abducting his child from her home. In a report to police, she accused Long of setting her caravan on fire while she was sleeping with her three daughters in it, one of which was also Long's daughter, Police didn't find enough evidence to formally charge him, so he was free to go. Another year passed before his flames would spark their interest again. But this time, Long made the call to police himself. Under completely suspicious circumstances, his caravan was destroyed with fire. Police knew that something was wrong, but they couldn't quite pin it on him. Fortunately, he ended up being pulled off the streets anyway. A couple of days after his caravan burned up, Long attempted to kill himself. Following this, he spent a month in a psychiatric hospital before being released. It would be two more years before he ended up back on police radar. Only this time, 15 people would be dead. Everything that you read about Robert Long clearly demonstrates that he isn't the most level-headed person. His explosive rage was well-known, and he seemed fairly comfortable handing out threats. The 15 people that Long killed were not simply in the wrong place at the wrong time. He didn't burn down the hostel just for fun. Long's 15 victims were intentionally targeted. Why? because they were backpackers. So what is the deal with that? Why was Long targeting backpackers and what had him so worked up that he felt the need to commit mass murder? Well, let's start with a few key facts. First, Long was homeless and had spent some time living in hostels. However, he was not the most reliable tenant and was reportedly in a feud with the management of the hostel because he was behind on rent. Second, Long was reportedly just an unpleasant guy to be around. He didn't get along well with others in the hostel and was generally considered to be pretty strange. He was the kind of person that everybody there just kind of actively avoided. Third, Long was absolutely desperate for human attention. Some reports state that Long would leave suicide notes in public places encouraging people to act. And this kind of shook me. In a general sense, that fact seems so sad, right? He's leaving these letters around and asking for this attention, asking to be saved. But... With his behavioral issues, you have to wonder what his end goal was. Was he planning to make another attempt on his life, or was this a demonstration of a deep-rooted psychosis that was causing him to act out? For our final fact, Robert Long really hated backpackers, especially the younger ones. He complained about them often, started fights, and even made a few threats. His hatred for young backpackers and for the hostile staff continued to grow until it finally began to leak out. Something particularly disturbing about this case is the fact that Long actually gave people a fair bit of warning. Several travelers reported hearing Long threaten to burn the place down. Some even said they heard him telling people to sleep near fire exits on the day that he started the fire. And, despite this, no one took him seriously until it was too late. A part of me has to wonder if Long was hoping that someone would act and stop him. So... When no one took him seriously, he decided to go through with it. I don't know if anyone or anything could have stopped him, but everything that I've read about him seems to suggest that he wouldn't respond well to being ignored. Almost like he was daring somebody to call him out on his actions and catch him. When Long committed to burning down the hostel he did so with the intent to do very real damage. Police believe that he started not one, but a minimum of two fires to ensure that the entire building would go up in flames. The building itself didn't have the necessary measures in place to provide a response to the fire, and it was largely made of wood, so that was really bad. 69 survivors managed to escape the burning building. 15 didn't. Five days passed before police were finally able to catch Long with dogs and bullets. Long, convinced that he was dying, actually confessed to the fire immediately, claiming that it didn't matter anyway because he was going to die. Obviously, that didn't happen. In the end, Long was charged for arson and two murders. You might be wondering why Long wasn't charged for the deaths of all 15 people that he killed, and this was actually done with great intent. By only charging Long with two murders the courts were able to expedite the case and ensure that Long would be placed behind bars sooner rather than later. Basically, it made it easier for them to win. For his crimes, Long was sentenced to life in prison, and earlier this year, he was finally able to request parole. Even though he was banned from requesting parole for the first 20 years of his sentence, he immediately sent through a request the moment that he became eligible. The victims of his crimes and their families were able to breathe a collective sigh of relief when his parole was denied this last February. His ex, Christine Campbell, has been incredibly vocal about her former partner staying behind bars, and she's made it very clear that she doesn't believe that he should be released at all. She described him as being dangerous and jealous of everyone and everything. She fully believes that if he is ever released, he will continue to commit crimes, and it seems pretty clear that she's afraid for her family. For now, Robert Long will remain behind bars, and we can all hope that it stays that way. You can find a full list of his victims in the episode bio. If you want to talk about backpacking, traveling, or the dangers of wildfires, please feel free to connect with me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys.